Okay, we're live. All right. Yep. <laughs> first time, huh? Yep. First nice. Time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> yep. Mr. Byron, thank you so much for doing all of the troubleshooting and uh, figuring all of this stuff out because without you, I'd be completely lost. Hey, no problem. And uh, right just, just for reference, uh, this is uh, our first official episode for the Empower Up podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm Byron, Byron Beasley, and then um, you can introduce yourself, Steve. <laughs> What's up, everybody out there? My name is Steve Meum. I'm a 15-plus year professional in the video game industry, and uh, the reason why I wanted to just start this podcast is because I'm just looking to help people in general. Um, uh, the benefit of uh, and the pleasure of working in video games uh, for 15 plus years as a developer with Sony PlayStation. And uh, I'm currently a uh, recruiter for a company called Onward Play. And uh, yeah, I've just built my entire career on uh, finding ways to help others. And uh, that's the way I was able to leverage um, just my experiences into helping other people. And it's something that I've grown extremely passionate about over the past few years. And uh, now it's just my full-time uh, my full-time thing just to find people to help and you know people that want to play video games and uh because i know the more gamers out there and the more developers the more awesome games for us to play right byron yep absolutely absolutely and uh for myself i'm not quite as established but i have a lot of experience working on game jams i think that's actually how i met steve we did a game we did a couple game jams back when i was a student in san diego state and um Right now, I'm well. Pretty soon, I'll be coaching uh, some classes on like game development, Unity, and stuff like that um, with a company called CodeWiz. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be about ten hours a week, so I have time to do that, do the podcast, and um, other than that, I also um, do like some mobile development. So that's another area that I'm uh, learning about every day. Right on. And uh, I guess just disclaimer wise, uh, all of the opinions on here are my own. They don't, uh, I'm not representing any other companies. It's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to help out people. And uh, this is my way of hopefully reaching out to more, uh, more people in the world and just being able to do it one-on-one. -on -one. So uh, thank you, Byron, for helping organize all of this stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so cool how we met and how our um our interactions have kind of evolved over the past few years because yeah we just met over uh you know what was it a, a game a game chat no a talk that i did at san diego state right somehow we had gotten uh, connected and i was just looking to help people that wanted to get into the industry and byron was um you're an officer at the time right what, what was the group that you were uh heading yeah so um i helped run the game development organization called asset game lab they started, I think, with my second year in school, which was great. So I pretty much grew alongside them and had something to look forward to during my time there. Um, and I think uh, our mutual friend Jacob Freeland introduced us, and we did uh, we did a tour with you guys at your old location in um, Mira Mesa or Sereno Valley, somewhere like that. And mm -hmm. um, Steve, he always gives out his contact information, and I actually took advantage and uh, uh, followed up four years five years later holy cow has it been that long already uh wow it just seems like yesterday that uh, we had just gone on that tour so one of the things that i did at playstation is I, I gave tours um to you know people that wanted to see what's it like to to work behind the scenes at a, at a company and this was one of the outreach programs that uh, that i was a part of and sure enough byron was in one of the groups and um 
I'm a huge supporter of networking. Uh, I understand the the importance of it, uh, especially when it comes to being able to uh, to get a career. And uh, I've just always wanted to be that person that people can come to. So whenever we do a tour, I would give out my contact information and uh, you know see who would uh, who is really serious about wanting to get into the video game industry. And then Byron was one of the the smiling faces that I've been in touch with for uh, for a long time. And that's something that I absolutely love to do. Is like I see Byron's passion and his energy um, and his work ethic. And the more that I see that, the more it makes me want to feed into him because I understand that he's going to take uh, the information that I have and he's going to be able to put it to use. And to see Byron grow over these past uh, several years, it's freaking awesome. And uh, you know, I think that's the type of thing that's missing a lot in uh, video games in general is just um, there aren't enough people that are reaching out to, to give a hand up and to help people um, pursue their career. So I just want to be one of those, one of those people to, to help. So thanks, Byron. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Yeah, that's what I love about working with you because you've also grown. I've heard about you taking those classes on coaching and teaching and then how you, uh, towards the end of Sony, you actually went around the world and actually kind of did what you're doing now unofficially, which is kind of recruiting for Sony and doing all those talks and everything. Yeah, yeah. And like the cool thing is like, as I meet people and I understand what are all of their individual strengths and what are the things that they love to do, uh, I just love to cultivate that in them because it's about really identifying who the people are, what their individual goals are, because it's not a one set of rules that everybody can follow. Um, each person has to kind of be treated um, according to their own needs unique situation. Like not everybody has all the same benefits. Not everybody has the same um, type of strengths. And uh, it's just about kind of getting to know each person as an individual and working with them from there and moving forward. And that's one of the things I, I, I think is awesome about you, Byron, is that just getting to know you and your background and seeing like what are the things that drives you. Um, that's exciting to me to see how passionate you are about um, music and video games and Sonic the Hedgehog and like being able to work side by side with you during game jams is like, holy cow, like you're, you are brilliantly talented and it makes me, um, it makes me nerd out just to be able to see all of the things that you can do. Um, and it's just like, selfishly, it's like, wow, like, I can't believe I get to speak to so many amazing people, like on a day-to-day -day basis. So, um, yeah, the, it, it, it's cool because the energy, um, we feed off of each other, I feel. And, uh, in general, I'm like a super introvert. So, uh, like in social settings, I'd much rather kind of be off doing my own thing. But when I get to talk to people about video games, uh, well, I mean, when, when I find the right people and yeah. we connect, especially on video games, um, the conversation just flows naturally. And that's one of the cool things that I've learned is that I don't need to talk to everyone about everything. I just need to be passionate about what I talk about. And then that's when, um, that's when things come so easily for me. So yeah, that's why I'm doing this and just reaching out to people in general. Yep. And then uh, just for some background for you guys, um, he mentioned music. When I initially met him, I was really into doing music and sound design and I kind of evolved into the programming side of things. Um, but I'm still really big on music. I'm actually uh, streaming the podcast, you know, with my equipment. So uh, when he's mentioning that, when he mentions Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm a huge fan. Just uh, just so you guys know, that's that's what he's referring to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and that's uh, one of the things that I, I want to do is like, I've created this philosophy for myself and for my life and uh, just finding ways to um, incorporate video games into what are the most important aspects of just living in general. Um, so for example, I came up with an acronym called FRESH, F-R-E-S-H, that stands for finances, relationships, education, service, and health. And these are like the five pillars um, that I've defined for my own life. And these are things where I do my best to make sure that all of my activities somehow improve my life in one of at least one of those aspects. And because video games are my passion, I do my best to incorporate gaming into all of those things. So, for example, when it comes to health, um, I play a lot of video games that require me to be active. Games like Beat Saber, uh, games like um, Ring Fit Adventures for the Switch. <laughs> Um, and even if it's not, you know, a gaming per se, I've got a watch an Apple watch and it's got this little gamified, um, like rings that I have to close and it tracks my, um, my exercise, my, how many calories I burn and how often I stand up throughout the day. Um, so just being able to incorporate gaming into health lets me play games, have fun and be healthy as well. So, um, Throughout the course of this podcast, I'm, I'm sure I'll go over uh, those things even more in depth and just hopefully to inspire other people out there that, uh, hey, you can take your passion for gaming and use it to be a better person and to make a huge impact on the world. So um, I know that there's so many things that, uh, that I've been talking to Byron with over the years. Uh, Byron, what's, uh, is there anything particular that I've talked about that's been helpful for you? Um. It's not about who you know, it's who knows you. That's a, that's a big one. That's a really big one. Um, so why don't you kind of go into uh, what you mean by that mantra? So it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you. And uh, that's kind of a, a, the evolution. Oh, get out there, Steve. It's not what you know, the saying that I heard originally was what you know, it's who you know beyond that. And it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And this is, uh, this is regarding networking. And um, one, of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest opportunities or ways to get an opportunity uh, you know, professionally is to have people reach out to you um, because they know what you do. And the example that, uh, that I like to give is, I mean, there are so many celebrities that are out in the world and we could refer them to something uh, because we know who they are, but they wouldn't be able to do the same to us because they don't know who we are. So in a way to think about how are you becoming a, not necessarily a celebrity, but how are you becoming well-known in your own field of, uh, of your own profession so that if an opportunity does come up, they they know who you, people know who you are and they can reach out to you um and that's something i mean it's a business principle that's why companies do things like marketing and advertising so that people become familiar with their brands and that's one of the things that i coach is to build your brand and get your brand known by others because when others know you that's when a lot of opportunities come can come your way without you even searching for them if that makes any sense um, so how, how have you taken that, uh, that concept and how have you applied it, Mr. Byron? Um, I want to say this podcast, first and foremost, that's the most recent way that I've done that. Um, I'm not necessarily the most comfortable person being on camera. I tried doing YouTube, I want to say 
back when it first came around and, you know, we did one video and stopped. I was just like super uncomfortable with that whole idea. But over the years with talking to you, I've become more comfortable with, I think, being uncomfortable, putting myself in these situations that aren't necessarily dangerous, but are just going to help me grow because it's not something I'm used to doing um, in my daily routine. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things about, um, you know, getting out of your comfort zone because a lot of us are just shy by nature. I think that might be one of the reasons why we gravitate to video games. Mm -hmm. Um, But understanding that this is just one of the few challenges that you're going to have to come across. And especially for those of us that are a little more introverted, um, we have to figure out how to overcome our own, um, our own personal challenges and fears uh, because those are the things that are holding us back from our, our greatest successes. And uh, yeah, if I can be some sort of like inspiration or um, maybe that, that little that little nudge in the right direction for you, um, that's what I want to be here for. Because ultimately, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this professionally, because helping people in their careers is something that I, I've grown even more passionate about than game development Um by itself. So don't get me wrong. I love video game development, but I love being able to connect with individuals because when somebody thanks me for, Hey, they got a new promotion or Hey, they got another job opportunity and they're genuine about me being able to help them in some way. It just feels good, man. It feels good. And that's why I want to give back because I've been in the industry for 15 plus years. And like, it's cool for me to, you know, to see behind the scenes and for me to do those things. But, you know, there's so many amazing developers out there in the world that just don't know what's the next step to take. And if I can get, give them that little nudge, then, uh, you know, there'll be some more awesome uh, people in gaming and hopefully they'll find the career that they love so much that they, that they hate the weekends. You know what I mean? And um, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And as you were talking, uh, a thought that came to my mind is let's say before I met you, let's say six years ago, seven years ago, and I was hearing someone say it's who knows you. And my first thought is how do I meet people? Um, How do I actually get involved in the game development community? And um, I wanted to kind of give you guys some, organizations that you can actually reach out to. So specifically, a lot of people mentioned GDC, the Game Developers Conference. Um, That's online this year. I believe there's going to be a GDC summer, which is going to be a hugely reduced price. Uh, It's usually stupid. It's usually stupidly expensive. And in San Francisco, (laughs) which is uh, probably the the most expensive area in California. And um, Beyond that, too, I think it might be beneficial to look into the IGDA, which is the International Game Developers Association. Usually there's an organization for any area that you're in, but perhaps you're in an area where there isn't one. Well, you can be that person that starts it and you can actually get full support from the IGDA um, to support that group. Another one as well that um, I wanted to mention was there's an Unreal Developers Group in San Diego. Again, if you don't have that group, you can start it and you can actually get full support from Epic um, to start that group. So these are just um, kind of some of the ways if you guys want to um, start your own groups or how to get involved. That's that's how I started. Yeah. And like those are excellent suggestions. And one of the cool things is that. Um, there's so many 
resources available online. No matter what where uh, what step you're in in your uh, game development career, um, there are so many amazing uh, channels on like YouTube, for example, where you can um, follow people who have tutorials about how to make games. And uh, it doesn't matter what your um, what your skill set is. You can find people uh, that are creating content and just finding ways to uh, to encourage game developers. And there's such an amazing world of game developers out there. Um, it's cool because you can join, for, for example, game jams and make a game over the course of a, a weekend and get to know like what's, what's it like to uh, to work side by side with people of different skill sets, like programmers and designers and artists. And how does everybody come together to take these incredible ideas and then actually make them work in a computer game. Yep. Um, and those are some exciting times. And like, wow, this is like to see the the level of talent that I've been able to work with over the years. Um, it's super cool and super inspiring. And to see people take an idea from nothing to something, it's like, wow, like all of the video games that I've ever played have started out some way like this. Um, and yeah, there's so many amazing games out there. It's it's a cool world to be in. Yeah, I know. And I can already, again, I can imagine someone saying, oh, well, I'm not exactly at the point where I'm comfortable with um, sharing my skills with other people. Um, what's a good point to get into a game jam? And I think it's always a good time to get into a game jam. You're not, you're going to grow uh, every year, every day. Um, don't waste your talent just thinking, oh, you know, one day I'll be good enough to join it. Um, game jams are a great place to start. Again, IGDA will host, usually hosts um, local ones. Um, there's also the Global Game Jam, um, which is um, hosted, again, through IGDA. That usually happens every January. So unfortunately, it's too late to do the one that just passed. But, you know, I guess put in your calendar. Usually it's the last weekend of uh, January. Um, and again, um, Steve, he doesn't necessarily do development. I remember working with him and he brought us snacks and he also helped. Um, he, he he tested the games while we were busy working on the music, working on the sound, working on the programming. And um, you might not think that's important, but it really is. When you get stuck in a room for two days, you really don't want to take that time away to go drive to go pick up some food. So having someone who could do that is totally important. And again, um, he likes to preach the MVP, the minimal viable product. That's something that's very important. When you have a team full of people that are just so good at what they do, um, they tend to overscope. So having someone on the team that's specifically um, that's specifically there to say, hey, let's start with one level, one song, go from there. If we can do more, then let's do that. But um, let's make sure that we can get this one thing working very well first. And that's that's just super important. So that could be your place on the team as well. Yeah. And that's um, that's one of the cool things that uh, that I've recognized about my career is that I'm not a very technical person. Like I'm not a programmer or a designer or an artist, but my entire philosophy is how can I be of service and what are the things that I can do to help the the developers that are actually putting in the work? What can I do to help them do their job better? And one of the biggest ways to do that is just taking over some of the, um, the more, I don't know, tasks that take them away from being able to focus on their specialty. So like Byron said, um, doing things like 
you know, getting food for everybody or coordinating and finding the best room so that we can um, have good resources, have a, a whiteboard during the game jam, um, be isolated from everybody else so that we can kind of focus and do our own thing. Um, that's kind of how I built my entire career is just finding ways of how can I be of service um, with the, the skill set that I have. And like when it comes to making video games, everybody's a human being. And human beings all have, you know, the, the needs to be um, appreciated for the work that they're doing. Uh, everybody needs to eat. Uh, everybody needs to handle logistics. And those are the ways that I've made myself more, um, more valuable to a team by focusing on that and letting, uh, letting everybody else focus on, you know, what are the things that they do best. So, um, yeah, if I can build a 15-year video game career at a at place like PlayStation just by doing that, um, I think that gives, I think that'll give a lot of hope to people out there that don't know what they want to do yet. They just love video games and want to figure out a way to get into the industry. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm, uh, that's the message I'm looking to put out. Yep. Yeah, really good. Really good, Steve. And um, this is something that actually, uh, this is a thought that I was having um, kind of related. Um, this came to me yesterday. Uh, since I'm, I'm, I'm in a different stage than you are, Steve, and I think this mm -hmm. can help out a lot of people. Uh, how do you, how would you deal with, um, uh, I guess, supporting others? even when it's and it feels that their path is they've moved ahead of you mm -hmm. um because that's the point where personally that i feel that i'm at where i feel like i do have some skills but i you know in my immediate friend group there's there's definitely people that you could say you know they they've made it um mm -hmm. they, they've gotten these job offers and stuff like that and i truly am happy for them but it is difficult to not be jealous and not feel these negative feelings and how do you typically feel when 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 you come across something like that? Focus is on help uh, helping them celebrate their victories yeah. because when you're focusing on helping them celebrate and being grateful for them, that's the emotion that's flowing through you, and you don't have the ability to feel like the sadness or the jealousy if you're just focusing purely on the celebration. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things where it's also it's also good to understand the way that you feel because you can take a step back and reflect on why, why do you feel that certain way? Like what, what happened in your past that's triggering that could possibly trigger something like negative feelings, if, whether it's jealousy or, or envy or whatever the case may be. And that's a very important distinction to make because once you understand what the root cause of it is, then you can go back and figure out how to how to overcome it, whether it's talking with a, um, a mental health professional or a counselor or something like that, or just kind of talking about it and getting off of your chest and understanding yourself better. Um, so just one, focusing more on the, um, on the act of celebrating, helping the person celebrate, and two, using the thoughts, the thought process that you have as a way of identifying okay, what is actual trigger that caused it ahead of time? Um, because that's, that's the self growth. That's the, I mean, we all have our own demons. We all have our own faults and, and challenges. And it's like, okay, a lot of this stuff is from 
when we were growing up? What was it when about our upbringing that caused us to feel that way? You know, I've had it too, right? There were times where I was, when I was the youngest uh, out of all of my siblings and, um, you know, my older brother would be able to do awesome things because he was just naturally older, right? And he had, um, you know, he was able to beat me in video games and he was able to uh, go out and have fun. And he had all of these um privileges that I didn't have. And I was jealous of him. And, you know, maybe that was what caused it in me. Um, but going through things like personal development, taking classes, reading books, these are all of the things that let me understand that, oh, it's, it's not their problem. It's my problem. And it's something about the way that my head is, is wired that I need to go back and, okay, reprogram the programming that I received as a kid. And then once I accept full responsibility, then I can move forward. So, I mean, that's, that is a part of life and, you know, it's, it's, it can be natural to feel that way because of the way that we were programmed and it's just realizing that, oh, okay, that's one of the things now I need to fix it and, and move forward if that makes any sense. So um, book that, uh, that I highly recommend is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And uh, that's one of the things that they talk about in there is like mindset and how to um, understanding what are the things that we can control and the things that we can't control. And mindset is one of the things that we absolutely can't control. Yeah. And then also to touch on things that you can control, um, you can't control other people's successes. So something that I'll do is I've been really active on LinkedIn lately. Uh, maybe I'll take a step back and I won't go on LinkedIn as often for a few days just because it's, Especially lately, it's become, become there's like such thing as a LinkedIn influencer now. So people will make sure to put their best selves forward, even if something behind the scenes isn't going as, as well as that person likes to make it seem. So taking a step back from Instagram, from um, any of those social media platforms is something that I like to do um, because that's something that I can control is is bombarding myself with those messages. Yeah. And that's one of the crazy things about social media is it's so easy to get caught up in other people's highlight reels and, and think that our life is horrible because look at all of these super successful people when the truth is like people are only really posting their successes in social media, right? Yeah. It's very rare that you find others that are, um, that are being 100% real. Um, but actually with that being said, that is an opportunity mm -hmm. because I've noticed that LinkedIn in particular, um, there it's, I don't know if it's like an algorithm or what, but people are being more genuine and raw about the challenges that they're having. Mm -hmm. And, uh, those are some of the posts that are getting the most traction. And I think it's cool to see people in their authentic, in their authentic lives, right. You know, the ups and the downs. And, um, that's a great opportunity because it shows, um, it, it takes a lot of courage to be able to post something like that, to post, you know, when you make a mistake or, um, you know, lessons that didn't necessarily uh, pan out the way that you thought it would. So um, for anybody listening, like LinkedIn is a huge tool to be able to, um, to, to show your personality and show that you are a human being. And I think the people that have the courage to do that, that's a great way to, kind of audition for jobs without having to go through the formal interview process. Because you have to think when you go into an interview at a company, they, they want to 
see if they know you, if they like you, and if they can trust you to get the job done. Um, that's what they're trying to fit into this small, you know, one hour or however many meetings it is for the interview. Um, but as you're, you can do this on your own and start posting these things online proactively. So you can post uh, the work that you do to show how awesome your skill set is. I mean, when you post, you also show you show off your personality. Like, are you a, a cool person to work with? What are the things that are important to you? Do you like to, um, you know, volunteer in different organizations? And um, you know, that's that's ways for people to kind of get to know you. And like I said, it's not who knows, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And LinkedIn is an awesome tool to get that done. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely been posting more on there, and I have definitely noticed a trend for people to post a. Um, more personal um, st- on their story, something more personal. Um, mm-hmm. And I like the reasoning behind it because I someone, saw someone mention that, hey, um, it's more than just work that goes into your work that affects your your um, your productivity. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, posting about an issue in their, in their life or maybe a success in their personal life makes them come into work with a more positive outlook. Oh yeah. And like one of the things to to remember is that everybody at your job that you work with is a human being, right? We all have feelings. We all have challenges. We all have families and goals and things that we do for fun. And just being able to remember that uh, I think is so important because as we, as a society have moved to so many digital platforms, um, sometimes it's easy to forget that there is an actual human being on the other side of that email and on the other side of that uh, that LinkedIn post. And, you know, they've got feelings and, you know, they've got all of the same kind of emotions that we go through. Um, and to remember just the humanity of it is something that I think um, we need to be more mindful of moving forward because yeah. it's so easy to lose track of it because of all we see is text and videos and, you know, we're losing that human aspect, especially with this whole pandemic thing when we've all been isolated from each other. It's like, geez, you know, it's, it it feels horrible to be alone. And I think humans in general are, are tribal by, um, you know, by nature and we need that human interaction uh, because it's so important for our, our mental health. And um, yeah, just remembering the humanity, you know, taking a step back and saying, "Ah," you know, there are other people, and I think in my in my per- uh, in my personal opinion, um, I want to be the one that leaves a legacy where I help people be better and I add value to their lives, and that's that's what I want to do um, as a gamer, as a person, um, you know, as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You, you even saw that at the beginning of the pandemic too, uh, where everyone, a lot of people in the beginning, were saying, "Hey, you have all this extra time. Make sure you're spending it doing this, this, and this." But then it kind of shifts later to, well, you guys have been pretty busy. Maybe you should take some more time for yourself. That's also pretty beneficial. So just be sure you're doing what's what's important for you. And because um, I think for me too, like a lot, I had a lot of time to reflect. And then moving forward, um, I could come up with a more cohesive plan for um, plan of action for myself and everything. So just make sure you kind of filter out the noise, take what's important to you, and move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the, one of the biggest keys to that is knowing yourself. Yeah. Because you know your life better than anybody else. And 
it's it's very easy, especially with social media, uh, to get caught up in other people's opinions about you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if if somebody's hating on you, first of all, it's a reflection more on them than it is of you. And keeping that in mind is, um, I think, super helpful for just your mental health in general. That you know, when somebody, if somebody is hating on you, it's probably because there's something in their life that they need to get over. Um, and I know that's that can be tough, uh, especially when you're younger and haven't quite figured that out yet. But uh, you know, as as I get older, is I realize that when when people are interacting negatively with you. It's something that, like we were talking about programming. So like what was a programming that happened to them in their childhood or in their life that caused them to hate you in this moment? So, I mean, it sucks, but it also gives a little more, um, it makes me a little more empathetic to, um, to where other people are coming from. Because the reality is I have no idea what they've gone through, right? Somebody can lash out at me and it's easy. It would be easy for me to lash back out at them. But the reality is, like if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I don't know if they're rushing for an emergency. I don't yeah. know if they've got a kid in the back seat that had you know that really needs to use the restroom. I don't know. Um, so that's why, for the most part, I give people the benefit of the doubt. And uh, it's you know it's something that I don't necessarily do for them. I just do it for my own personal sanity, um, and it's been very helpful for me. That's true. That's what a lot of people say. Is like the jealousy. It kind of just it's a reflection of you, really. Um, says more about yourself than the other person. So yeah, definitely do that. And then um, something else that I realized during the pandemic too, was you mentioned on the pillars with like fresh um, Mm -hmm. is having balance in your life may also help if maybe one aspect isn't going as well as you'd like. If you have something else that you're proud of, that may also feed into how your, how your, um, your outlook is on, on everything. So for me personally, I'm really into fitness as well. Steve mentioned Ring Fit. I also keep track of everything. I have a Fit uh, Samsung Gear um, Ring Fit or um, something that I was pretty excited about. I did a I did a bike ride, 72 mile bike ride to the beach, um, and that's that's something where you know, hey, my career wasn't really great during 2020, but I had a lot of time to focus on other aspects because I wasn't working as much. And so that's also something that you can take into um, into account when you're looking into um, your successes for a year, your failures and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And like all of these things are intertwined, um, like your your financial health can affect your relationship health, which can reflect on your your ability to uh, learn and to be educated. And those things can affect uh, the service that you're allowed to, or that you're able to provide to others, and that can all affect your your physical health. So when I say fresh, it's because I understand that all of these things are important; they're intertwined, and um, any one of those things, if they're missing, they can negatively impact everything else. So that's why it's important to have uh, balance in all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's that's just one of the things that I don't think is necessarily part of our formal education. At least it wasn't a part of mine. So that's why after going to school, I had to figure all of this stuff out on my own because it wasn't taught to me by my parents. Um, you know, when, when I think back to my, uh, my education, it was, Hey, you, you learn so you can get a job so that you can pay bills for 40 years and then retire. And 
I don't ever remember like passion being one of the things that was emphasized. And it was, it was like such a vital part to, to life in general. Like nobody wants to live their entire life feeling like a robot, but um, sometimes I feel that we're programmed that way. And there's so much uh, emphasis on consumerism and buy this and buy that, um, that sometimes we forget to like really take a look into ourselves and find what's important and then, uh, and then go from there. So I don't know, it's, it's been helpful for me. And that's when, one of the things like why I wanted to just maybe help out the spread that message to as many people as possible. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, lost my train of thought. Was I going to say something related to what you just said, but, um, I'm sure it'll come back to me, but, uh, no worries. Yeah. So one of the things that you mentioned was like ring fit. Like what made you decide to get into that out of all of the games that are out there? You know what? I saw this really cool YouTube video by these professional personal trainers and they gave their opinion on ring fit and they gave it a glowing review. And I was just like, all right, I'm convinced because there's a difference between someone who's already active and in shape trying out this than someone who's doesn't work out, works out once some month and says hey this is really great and i'm like yeah, I, i'm you know that's not where i'm at so mm-hmm. after they gave their 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 review on it i was like okay i, I gotta get this so i picked that up because I, I the last few months i've picked up a few um, pieces of exercise equipment i picked up a stationary bike i picked up the ring fit because we're all stuck at home it's just uh, another great way to uh, stay in shape while maybe the gym wasn't open or there's limited capacity and stuff like that yeah. And, and I remember having the conversation with you and because I trust your opinion, I remember hearing that you got the ring fit and I, I was just kind of thinking about it and I'm like, Oh, Byron's got it. Okay. I need to get it. Yeah. So I, I bought it. And like, I, I, after playing the game, I was like, Oh, Oh my goodness. Like, why have I not known about this game from before? Like the, the fact that you're using exercises to play this game and to defeat the monsters. And it's like, um wow like that's so cool like i never thought like squats could be so much fun right or, i know or doing yeah. yeah or doing things like uh, uh like presses or uh doing sit-ups and it's like wow um you know I've, I've always liked working out but when i have the motivation the additional motivation of i don't know there's just something about um gaining experience and being able to to buy different exercises that we use to defeat the monsters uh there's something cool about that that just inspires me so i was like you know what this is this is a part of my my main workouts moving forward you know especially when there's no gym to go to mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's definitely a cool um like a cool aspect and i can't wait to see how the working workout video games progress from there. Um, like some other games that I've uh, played are like box VR. It's a VR game where it's similar to beat saber where you, uh, punch targets, um, to the beat of music mm-hmm. and just having, it's amazing how engaging having the right music and punching little targets can be, but like after, you know, 15, 20 minutes, it worked out, a uh, work up a good sweat. And it's like, wow, that's, that's damn cool for a video game. Yeah, that's awesome. And then another thing that really got me excited about it was um, when when you're working on your own, if you don't know what you're doing, you run the risk of of uh, damaging your body doing an, an exercise incorrectly. And the cool thing about Ring Fit and some of those other games that you mentioned is that they'll actually show you the correct motions to to um, to do. 
And in, in regards to Ring Fit specifically, there's actually someone on screen the entire time that you're following to make sure you're doing the exercise safely and um, correctly. And I, I think that's awesome. That's like a huge part of um, fitness and exercise and stuff like that. Yeah, like just preventing injury and um, seeing what's the proper form in order to do that. Uh, and I love also in, in Ring Fit that they've got multitudes of um, types of exercises. So it's not just strength training, but there's also a lot of cardio moves. They even incorporate yoga and they've got the different body, body parts if you want to target them, whether it's abs or legs or arms. Um, and it's like, wow, this is, this is a complete workout. And it's, you know, I can play this game for like an hour and a half mm -hmm. and it, it's not only is it fun, but I'm also like working up a sweat and it's like, wow, okay. I definitely feel better. And it's crazy because it's been one of the things that's, um, throughout this year, I've been tracking my exercise and I've exercised at least 30 minutes every single day this year. Mm -hmm. And a big part of it is, you know, the video games that I decided to play. So, um, kudos to all the developers out there. And, uh, that's, that's freaking awesome. I can't believe like people get paid to, to make those types of games, but yeah, you know, that's, that's it. And let's tie this. I want to tie this back to, uh, when we were talking about the game gems earlier, when I said, Oh, uh, what if I don't know what my place could be on this team? Let's say, there's a development team, right? They have an R&D team. Uh, we're, we're, we're looking for people who are super into fitness, into sports, and can bring their knowledge and expertise into the field. Maybe they're not a programmer, but they have that knowledge of personal training, of fitness, or in the case of the place you used to work at, Steve, right? The biggest game mm -hmm. they had was MLB The Show. So when you mm -hmm. look at their job application, one of the top things they look for is are you guys familiar with MLB? Do you guys go to the games? Do you guys play the games? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And like one of the, one of my favorite, um, I guess, success stories is I remember there was an intern that came in that didn't have any like professional game development experience at all. Um, but he absolutely loved baseball. And that was the thing that he, he played the game religiously and he just knew the stats and he was getting a, a degree. I think it was in like business or marketing or something like that. Um, but because of his experience, knowing the sport of baseball and loving the game, um, he was able to leverage that into an internship. And then from there, he got hired onto a permanent position. Um, and that's, that's so cool because not only that, but there's things like streaming these days that we didn't have back when I was a kid. Yep. And there's so many amazing people that are playing online and making ridiculous amounts of money by streaming themselves, playing video games or being an esports athlete. And that just blows my mind, but it just goes to show that, you know, whatever your passion is in video games, um, you can take your, your natural skill sets and develop, develop them and turn that into a career where people will pay you to do it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's an awesome opportunity for, uh, you know, just for people coming into the game industry these days. Yeah, I made a joke talking to my friends uh, the other day. Um, I remember growing up playing a lot of games. They're saying, why are you playing those games? You'll never make money uh, by doing that, right? It must make it so hard for parents now because they can't use that argument. You have all yeah. these documented yeah. experiences of how they're making making more money than the parents make, you know? Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to deny how that's an actual career path. Yeah, and it's and the cool thing is with the internet um, giving access to so many people, 
Um, there's just tons of opportunities and not just for kids to, to be able to do something um, that's outside of the, the traditional career path, mm-hmm. um, but also giving opportunities to people all around the world, you know, people that live in like third world countries that are able to stream from the internet cafes and use that as a way to provide for their family. So um, the opportunity is, is freaking amazing. And just the, the ability to, uh, to really change the world and change, you know, people's lives so that they're, they're excited to do what they do. Um, I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I know. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Cause I think even for me, like I'm younger, but I don't even think streaming was that big, um, growing up for me as well. I think it wasn't until after I started college until that all these avenues got so like, they just exploded. Like Comic-Con got bigger than ever. Anime Expo got bigger than ever. And I'm sure every city, every state has their own video game or comic convention now. Yep. And the crazy thing is it's growing even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this pandemic has shown how valuable video games are uh, just for people in general um, that used it as a way to, um, to connect with people all across the world. Uh, even if you weren't able to see them physically, you're still able to, you know, go online and play games with them. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's, it's mind boggling to see how gaming right now is bigger than I believe sports and movies and music combined. Um, and it's just getting bigger. So I know. And it's like the one thing that really wasn't slowed down by the pandemic for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like silver linings is that, um, it showed, it showed so many possibilities, and now gamer, like even more reason why I wanted to do this is to help encourage people. They're like, okay, they want to get into gaming, but they just don't know how, they don't know what steps to take. So hopefully this can be a, you know, kind of help them get a step in the right direction. Yeah. Oh man. All right, Steve. Well, it's, um, we're trying to keep the episodes to about an hour. So believe it or not, we've actually almost reached that time, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's any so, closing remarks or anything that you'd like to say just for this first episode um i'm just here to reach out to whoever is looking for this message right if you want to work somehow some way in video games and uh or you just want to use video games in general to improve to improve your life you know keep keep track of us and join us in the conversation and, and help us figure out, you know, who to bring on in the future, or what topics you'd like to hear about, uh, because those are the things that we're going to cover. Like this entire, it's called the Empower Up podcast because we want to help empower others to make video games a part of their life. So that, that's it for me. Yep. And uh, just so you guys know, like you said, the Empower Up podcast, it's on, it's, it's streamed on Twitch every uh well, we're still figuring out the schedule for that, but it'll be up there for about a week. You'll see the video. And then about a day later, we'll get it on to all the other streaming, uh, I mean, podcasting platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Amazon, stuff like that. So anywhere you want to hear us, um, you can find us, basically. Yeah. And if you want to hit me up on LinkedIn, uh, first name is Steve, S-T-E-V-E. Last name is Miam. That's M as in Mary, E as an Echo, I as an Igloo, M as in Mary. Yep, and I'm uh, Byron Beasley, uh, B-Y-R-O-N, 
Beasley, B-E-A-S-L-E-Y. Uh, probably show up as junior on there because I am a junior. But um, yeah, you'll see my face on there. And if you want to reach out, you want to hear about the podcast or you're interested in coming on and talking with us as well, um, go ahead and feel free to do that. Cool. And for all the listeners out there, thank you all so much. I know you could be doing anything in the world right now, but the fact that you took the time to listen to this podcast, um, that makes me even more passionate about reaching out to you and being able to, to add value somehow to your life. So thank you so much. Yeah. All right. And uh, see you guys in the next episode. All right. Later, everybody.